What is going on, Ethos Lakers family, and a happy post-NBA Media Day to you. How are you doing, my friends? It is your host, JC DeLeon, for this solo episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at JC DeLeon1. Ethan will be on the next one, or maybe both of us will. We'll figure that out. You can follow him on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Ethos Lakers. And I got to tell you, if you're not on threads, I'm going to personally try to make threads a bigger presence for the Ethos Lakers. We're still going to post on Twitter, but I want to try to grow this Instagram. And I think threads is going to help me do it. I know people are searching for a post social media home after Elon Musk is done, whatever the hell it is that he's done to Twitter. Uh, I'm searching for a home. You're searching for a home. I think we're all searching for a social media home and let's see if we can make it threads. So, so threads and Instagram at ethos Lakers is where you can find the show. Hopefully we'll see you guys there. Um, man, how are you guys doing? I listened to Ethos or I listened to Ethan's first uh, episode to kind of start the season, but the season doesn't really quite start until media day. Now I wanted to record yesterday, but I kind of wanted to to give myself a day to sift through a lot of the Lakers news from media day. I got to tell you guys, are you happy with the roster? Because I'm happy with the roster. It has been, it has been. I, I don't remember how happy I was with the roster in 2020. I remember, I think I remember having some concerns. I think looking at the roster on opening day of the 2020 season, so this is in 2019, but the 2019-2020 NBA season when the Lakers won the championship in the bubble, I remember liking the fact that Danny Green was someone who had gotten votes on the all-defensive team and he was a lights-out shooter but I wasn't quite convinced of how big his impact was really going to be. Same for Avery, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley's a good shooter, all-defensive guy. Didn't quite know what we were going to get out of him. Dwight Howard was a question mark, and he ended up being great for the Lakers that year. KCP, same thing, some questions. Ended up getting better throughout that season and the next. And then, of course, there's Alex Caruso, the unknown at the time ended up being number one in our hearts. We were really sad to see him go. Deservedly, last season, getting an all-defense first-team nomination. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't as convinced with that roster as I am with the current Lakers roster. Now, let's go through it. Now, you, of course, have what is now considered to be our big three of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and... Our guy, Austin Reeves. Two years of experience under his belt. I think should have won Most Improved Player last year. Is the odds-on favorite to win Most Improved this year, which is going to be kind of odd because, I mean, I don't know if Austin has reached his ceiling. And don't get me wrong. This is not a negative criticism in any way of Austin Reeves. Like, if his ceiling is what he provided last season. What he provided last season post-All-Star break was amazing. And if that's the ceiling, that's fine. Of course, if his ceiling can go higher, obviously, 
We want to see him go higher. But for him to win most improved off of what he did last season, man, I I know it was the odds on favorite. And I, I hopefully they kind of take last season into consideration if he, if he has a healthy season this year and is deserving of it. But, yeah, our big three of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Austin Reeves also coming back. We've got D'Angelo Russell helped out huge post-trading deadline last season, had some huge moments in the playoffs, matured from his first, first stint with the Lakers. The Lakers picking up guys for their second go-round and finding success in their second go-round as Lakers, that's becoming a theme. It happened with Dwight. It happened with Dennis. It's happening with with the with D'Lo. Um, it could have happened with Reggie Bullock. We'll talk about that more in a second. Um, but no, I'm I'm really happy with with D'Angelo Russell and what he's been doing. I think th- this roster is great. Trade rumors are are is just a part of the business, and I think the most brought up name in Lakers trade rumors throughout the season is going to be D'Angelo Russell. And only because in my opinion, what we are looking at is a Kyle Kuzma 2.0 situation. I loved Kyle Kuzma with what his skill set was six foot 10 could shoot threes could rebound. But what was he really? He was too skinny to be a four couldn't defend fives, too slow to defend threes, could not defend twos. Like he was a square peg in a round hole, but he had skills. And I loved the skills. They just didn't fit with what the Lakers needed. Now, Austin Reeves is going to have a lot of moments playing point guard for this team. And you've got Gabe Vincent behind him. And behind Gabe Vincent, you've got rookie draft pick Jalen Hood Shafino. On the wings, you've got D'Lo, and then you've got Max Christie, who had an amazing summer league. I don't know if there's going to be a place for D'Angelo Russell to reach his maximum potential with this team. I say that because I I genuinely don't know. But my hope is that he does. Because if D'Angelo Russell pops... This, the sky is the limit for this team. And that can be said for a number of the guys as I'm going to go through the roster. Jared Vanderbilt, also coming back. Jared Vanderbilt, in media day yesterday, talked about how he specifically worked on his shooting. Now, last season, he had a lot of moments where he was great defensively, amazing defensively. Loved his effort, loved his energy, loved everything he brought to this Lakers team. Man, that dude could not shoot. Could not shoot. Could not shoot in any moment. And he worked on that this summer. Hopefully that's true. And hopefully we get to see that. Because the Lakers need him to be able to play extensive minutes. Also coming back, we've got Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura. Amazing, amazing playoff run. Shot damn near 50% from three. I have this theory about certain players in the league like once they get to the playoffs, I think some dudes are gamers and some dudes are not. Austin Reeves proved he's a gamer. Rui Hachimura, gamer. Guys like Luka Doncic, Trey Young, gamers. 
James Harden, not a gamer. That's just me taking a shot at James Harden. So Rui Hachimura is back. Rui Hachimura spent damn near all summer training with LeBron James. He's added a little bit of muscle to his frame. He's a little bit more athletic. If he can help bring his regular season three-point shooting average to what it was in the playoffs, again, sky is the limit. You've also got other guys coming back that didn't play huge minutes last season. So you don't quite know what we're going to expect from them. Scotty Pippen Jr., probably not going to expect a lot from him because we're going to talk about some of the other baby Lakers that are going to be rookies here in a little bit. And then Max Christie. Max Christie was the second-round pick from a couple of years ago. Didn't play a lot uh, in his rookie year last year. This summer, gained about 15 pounds of muscle, had a... Had a really great showing in the NBA Summer League. Took leadership over the young guys. Proved to have a really great shooting stroke. He's six foot six, so he might have even grown an inch or two. If he's somebody who can defend at the level that we think he's going to be able to defend. Again, you're going to hear me say sky's the limit a lot. And that's going to be about it for the guys who are coming back from last season. Let's talk about the free agent signings, which we've talked about in an episode before. And one quote that I loved from, I can't remember if it's from Rob Palenka or Darvin Ham. It sounds like a Darvin Ham quote. When someone asked about the, the stacked roster and how is everybody going to be satisfied with the minutes that they, that they want. Well, this is a stacked enough roster. I think, I think, people are going to get their opportunity to play. And the specific quote that I'm talking about was, everybody's going to get to eat. Now, you've heard me say in an earlier episode from this summer, now I don't quite know that if this is going to be the mindset of the Lakers. This is, this is kind of where I think their mindset on a, on a certain strategic level should be. You, you, don't, you, don't, want to, you don't want to purposely achieve mediocrity but you definitely don't want to be in the play-in and I think last season this Lakers team proved that in the playoffs this is a dangerous team so I don't think you necessarily need to go all out and win the West either I'm hoping for a six seed or higher and preferably a four seed or higher because the fourth seed gets you home court in the first round now the reason why I'm putting a caveat on this team, and I keep on saying sky's the limit when I'm very, very tacitly putting a limit on this team and that, you know, we specifically want fourth place or higher, is because I want LeBron and Anthony Davis to rest. I don't need them playing 40 minutes a game to win for this team to win 65 regular season games to get the number one seed in the playoffs. The number one seed will be nice. I don't think LeBron and Anthony Davis should play the league leading minutes to get the team there. I want to see Max Christie earn a spot on this team the way Austin Reeves earned a spot on the team. I want Max Christie to be 
I want Max Christie to be talked about the way Austin Reeves is talked about now. And the only way that's going to happen is if he gets the minutes. And if he gets the minutes, that's going to be because the Lakers are doing really well and D'Angelo Russell gets to sit some. Austin Reeves gets to sit some while they prepare for the playoffs. And so, you know, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, those free agent signings, Gabe Vincent, those free agent signings are fantastic. And I think they're going to help limit the minutes of Anthony Davis and LeBron James because that's at this stage that's what you want you want them to be able to play 30 minutes a game as opposed to 38 minutes 30 32 minutes a game as opposed to 38 40 minutes a game you want specific rotations for your star players because you want to preserve them for the playoffs and everybody on this roster who's not named Anthony Davis, LeBron James, or Austin Reeves is going to help preserve the rest of the roster. Torian Prince, at media day yesterday, he promised Lakers fans that he's going to shoot 40% from three. Man, I hope so. Because that'll be amazing. Cam Reddish, capable of shooting 40% from three. He can also defend. He's very tall. He's a guy who just needs to be in the right right place. Right place does so much for your career. Look at what it did for Rui last year. Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent from, from, from Los Angeles went to UC Santa Barbara. Has wanted to be a Laker his entire career. Undrafted. Showed out with the Miami Heat. I think he's going to be great. I My, my preference... My preference would have been Dennis Schroeder. I think Dennis Schroeder earned a spot to to return to this team. And I think given what Dennis Schroeder has been doing lately and given how well he played this summer in the World Cup, uh, man, I would have loved to see Dennis Schroeder back. The way they constructed this roster, though, I can kind of see why they didn't. They, you know, Darvin Ham and Rob Palenka definitely prioritized guys who can shoot. And that's evident with one of their next signings. He was a vet minimum signing. He's a guy who's bounced around the league, but his his talent is immeasurable. And we haven't seen we haven't seen nearly a scratch surface of what Christian Wood can do. Christian Wood's skill set is very similar to that of Anthony Davis. He's not as big. He's not as muscular. He's a better shooter than Anthony Davis. One, one thing I think Christian Wood will be able to do is to be able to ease the burden of Anthony Davis and the need to have him shoot. Anthony Davis is, again, talking about how he doesn't want to play a center. And I think Anthony and I think Christian Wood will provide an opportunity for this Lakers team to run a Twin Tower lineup in which, yeah, you don't want to be a center? Fine, don't be the center. Let Christian Wood be the center, even though either one of y'all could be the center. Doesn't really matter. From there, it's nothing but baby Lakers. Now, I, I mentioned Scottie Pippen Jr. I don't think Scottie Pippen Jr. is better than a lot of the, the baby Lakers coming in. Actually, I forgot to mention Jackson Hayes, Texas Longhorn. I got to see him play in college, living here in Austin, Texas. Um, I, I don't think... I 
I liked what Scottie Pippen Jr. did in his rookie year. A lot of what he did last year. I I just th- I think Jalen Hushafino is going to be a better guard. He's taller. He's more muscular. I think he's a better shooter than Scottie Pippen Jr. Jalen Hushafino, the first round draft pick for the Lakers this past season. Um, he had a rookie summer league. He didn't uh, didn't perform quite as well as other rookies that were drafted around him. There was a rookie for the Rockets that was drafted by the Rockets specifically that could have been drafted by the Lakers that ended up having a really great summer league. But I think Jalen Huchifino will end up being what the Lakers want because I think if he can hang his hat on defense, then this Lakers team will will fare very well. He's a six foot six inch tall point guard. He weighs two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's very muscular. He can cause havoc on your Jamal Murray's, uh, your Donovan Mitchell's, your Kyrie Irving's. Colin Castleton. Colin Castleton is a seven foot center. Went to the University of Florida. He has a skill set very similar to Nikola Jokic. He's seven feet tall. He's not super athletic, but man, he's a great passer. He's a great passer out of the post. He's a good defender, a good shot blocker. One problem with Colin Castleton, and the one huge difference between him and Nikola Jokic, I mean, there's a lot of differences between him and Nikola Jokic, but Colin Castleton, yeah, boy, cannot shoot. He didn't prove that he could shoot in summer league. Hopefully Phil Handy can get his hands on him and teach Colin Castleton to shoot. But, yeah, Colin Castleton, not a great shooter. Great passer. He's in a two-way contract, so he's going to play some with the South Bay Lakers. But I do think that there is a place for Colin Castleton to uh, find a place on this roster. I think his skill set is that good. And I think he's going to be able to. I think he's going to be able to find a place on this roster, if not this year, definitely next year. But he's going to have his moments where he he shines for the Lakers. One rookie who did prove that he can shoot, Demoy Hodge. Demoy Hodge also on a two-way contract, so he's going to play a lot with the South Bay Lakers as well. Demoy Hodge visually. I wasn't very sold on him in summer league, but then I watched him play, and he's he's six four. He looks like he's six one. He plays like he's six one, which bothered me. I was I was very surprised when I saw that he's listed at six four, but he can shoot. Man, can that guy shoot! He's not quite as good a shooter as Cole Swider, and Cole Swider is gone, unfortunately. Cole Swider never proved that he could do anything besides shoot, and Cole actually did have a really great summer league shooting, but that's, I mean, that's all the guy could do. Demoy Hodge, uh, he had really great chemistry with Colin Castleton. Uh, I think the two of them are going to make the South Bay Lakers very fun to watch. And I do and I do think Demoy Hodge will have some moments for for the big the, the Lakers squad. I don't think he's going to have as big an impact or have as big a chance to make the roster as Colin Castleton. Uh, Maxwell Lewis. 
Maxwell Lewis is my favorite underrated signing of the Lakers. He was a second-round draft pick, uh, went to Pepperdine. His college highlight reel is really fun to watch. His NBA Summer League reel is fun to watch. He is someone who I think will thrive off of playing with good players. I think he's he's an energy guy who finds the ball. He's the kind of player similar to an Alex Caruso. That kind of energy that he brings on defense, that kind of energy that he brings to rebounding. And I think, you know, he's a decent enough shooter. I think I think he will absolutely pop for this Lakers team. I think he's going to be fantastic and I think he's going to be a very shiny diamond in the rough for this team. As will Alex Fudge. Alex Fudge went to LSU, also went to Florida. He's on a two-way contract, so he's going to play some minutes with the South Bay Lakers. Um, but Alex Fudge, Maxwell Lewis are very similar in that they're you know one six seven, the other six eight. There's a five-pound difference in their weight. Um, they're both very similar energy guys who are going to be entertaining to watch. But and that's going to be. That's your Lakers roster. It is stacked up and down. Like, just looking at the roster, Austin Reeves, he can play a one or he can play a two. He can even play against small threes. D'Angelo Russell, he can play a one, he can play a two. Uh, LeBron James, he can play one through five. He can guard one through five. He's LeBron James. Anthony Davis, with a twin tower philosophy that I was begging Darvin Ham to run last year. I wanted to see Thomas Bryant and Anthony Davis play a front court together. Because one thing that I noticed, and one thing that I think was evident, and hopefully, and in media day, they talked about things that they learned in watching film from the, Den- the Denver Nuggets series. I think that with Jared Vanderbilt or other good defenders in there, and you could throw Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes or even Colin Castleton in that mix, when you let Anthony Davis sort of be a free-roaming four on defense, I think he stops he stops everything at the rim. And I think that'll be the philosophy going forward. So Anthony Davis can play a four, he can play a five, I'm sure if you need him to, he can guard a three. Uh, Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura will be able to guard threes or fours. He could probably also guard small fives, although I don't think you would really need him to because you've got Jared Vanderbilt for that. Jared Vanderbilt, he can play four, he can play five. He can guard four, he can guard five. Uh, Christian Wood, same, four or five, can guard four or five. Jackson Hayes will pretty much only be able to guard other four other fives but you know and then from there i think there's other other versatile pieces Jalen hood shafino uh at six six he can guard some threes i don't think he can play any three he, he's a one or he's a one or a two he's a better passer than than you might think maxwell lewis energy guy he can guard threes he can guard fours he can probably guard some bigger twos like your Clay Thompson's. 
Same with Alex Fudge. Same with Demoy Hodge. Like this is a roster now. With as with any roster, you, you can't afford too many injuries. But if you're going to limit LeBron minutes, or you're going to limit Anthony Davis minutes, then this is a roster that's very versatile. You can go. You can. You can play around with this roster and give all kinds of looks. Now, Darvin Ham, as is, as seems to be Lakers policy, was hesitant to name a starting five, but he did go so far as to say that four of the starting five would consistently be LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell. Who is going to be that fifth guy? Well, I have some theories on this. I think... If you can get Rui Hachimura to be okay with coming off the bench, and I think with the understanding that Rui Hachimura will end up getting more minutes than the starting five, then I think Rui Hachimura will be okay with coming off the bench. And in that case, I think you could start Christian Wood. Because Christian Wood, like I said, gives Anthony Davis that opportunity to be a free-roaming four. Now, it seems to me that the Lakers' starting five philosophy is going to be that of being a more offensive-minded unit. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are certainly capable of playing defense and leading a defensive-minded unit, but with Austin Reeves and his ability to draw fouls, D'Angelo Russell and his ability to pick and roll and shoot threes, LeBron James being the legend that he is, Anthony Davis being a post-up threat, Christian Wood being a shooting threat from the outside as a five, as a stretch five, the starting unit I think will be will be very offensive minded, and if you want to have a defensive minded second unit, that's where Rui can shine, because Rui can shine and be a three in that case, and he can shoot threes. You've got Jared Vanderbilt. You could put Jackson Hayes in that mix. Gabe Vincent certainly capable of running a second unit. Jalen or not even Jalen Hutchinson, Max Christie. Max Christie will probably lead that second unit backcourt. And then from there, this is where you've, from there you've got Torian Prince who could, who has promised to shoot 40% from three. Um, Maxwell Lewis is going to be an energy guy. Like it, it, the second unit I think will be energy and defense. And that's really, and those are things that can help maintain momentum. And that's going to be really important in a lot of games, I think. So I just I, I can't wait, I can't wait to see what 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 rotations come out of this roster, because it is an infinitely interchangeable roster, and I feel so much better about this roster than I than I did in the year that the, that the Lakers won the championship in the bubble. And 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 here's the kicker: the Lakers still have one extra roster spot. So there's still buyout considerations abound. Earlier I mentioned Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock was signed by the San Antonio Spurs. They just bought him out. And he was immediately going to be in contention for other contending teams. And then he signed with the Rockets. Which, I don't know. Is he trying to get two buyouts in one season? Like, What is he going to do with the Rockets? Reggie Bullock, I know he didn't light the world on fire when he was a Los Angeles Laker. Uh, in 19 games, he only scored about nine points a game. He shot 34% from three. 
I think that was a difficult situation to get traded into. It wasn't quite as chemistry laden as the trades from this past season that helped out the Lakers. So I don't know that a lot of Reggie Bullock's shortcomings as a Laker were really his fault. So I, I was excited at the chance of Reggie Bullock coming back because I think even though this Lakers team is now very wing heavy and the Lake, the Lakers are no longer in the market for buddy healed. If you get Reggie Bullock available at a buyout vet minimum, like that is a huge bargain. Reggie Bullock's not as good a three point shooter as buddy healed, but he's close. And, you would bring Buddy Hield in. You would bring Buddy Hield in to do only one thing for this Lakers roster. And if you can get Reggie Bullock to come in and do that one thing at a bargain, why wouldn't you? I, I thought, I thought for sure the Lakers were going to try to make a run at Reggie Bullock, and they didn't. So that's neither here nor there. Um, so that yeah, that's pretty much the end of me talking about the Lakers roster. I do feel like just because I'm an overall NBA fan and the Damian Lillard trade didn't really end up having to do anything with the Lakers. Uh, I do have thoughts on it. I think it's funny that Portland didn't want to deal with Miami and it almost seems like despite Miami, that what Portland ended up doing was making the Celtics and the Bucks better, thus weakening the heat immensely. That's pretty funny. It's very petty. It's pretty. It's almost as petty as my feelings toward Nikola Jokic. But the Damian Lillard trade. So I mean, you know, the, the Lakers were never in the market for Damian Lillard. So it's not like I'm mad that the Lakers didn't land him. With what the Lakers ended up constructing with this roster, like I said it at the time, like you can go for another superstar if you want, but if you learned nothing from the Russell Westbrook experience, then it's going to be that all over again. Like Damian Lillard would have been a better player than Russell Westbrook, but at what cost? It would have cost way too much, way too much. You don't have the versatility of D'Angelo Russell. You, You might lose Austin Reeves. You certainly aren't, than able to bring in like Torian Prince, you're you, you know, guys like guys like Jalen Hutchifino and and Alex Alex Fudge and Maxwell Lewis. You're, those baby Lakers almost have to start playing immediately, and they're not quite ready. So I'm definitely not mad about the Lakers not landing Damian Lillard. Not mad that they didn't land Kyrie Irving. Like any of those huge name players would have been just. Such a disastrous cost. But Drew Holiday. Now, Drew Holiday would have been an interesting piece. But the thing about that is the only tradable piece that the Lakers have, I think, of like the main piece is D'Angelo Russell. Now, the Lakers do have a couple of picks, and they've got Jalen Hutchfino and Maxwell Lewis and you know, a couple of those young guys, I think, I think are worth something in some kind of a package. But D'Angelo Russell being a recent free agent signing, even though the Lakers retained his rights, 
uh, not eligible to be traded until December fifteenth, and so it's a little. It was going to be a little, a little asking too much of Portland to to wait until December to trade Drew. Would would Drew have been helpful? His defense have been helpful to this Lakers team, absolutely. I I don't know. I don't know if the Lakers would trade D'Angelo Russell. Like I, I don't know what kind of return it would get, simply because I don't know what the Lakers need. It seems like it seems like they have everything they need with an extra roster spot. Let's talk about that extra roster spot. So before Christian Wood signed, and it seemed like maybe Christian Wood would sign with the Bulls. And I think right before it became official that he signed with the Lakers, there were even reports coming out saying that he had decided on the Bulls. The discussion was between guys like, uh, I think like Shimezu Mitu, uh, Bismack Biombo, players like that. Now, I'm... Now, while this roster wasn't, this roster clearly wasn't constructed with thinking about Nikola Jokic in the Denver Nuggets. I think this roster was just constructed with the idea of making it as good as possible. Denver Nuggets be damned. Which I think is a good way to go. But I do think with at least one spot, you can think about Nikola Jokic. And so I was for Christian Wood because I think Christian Wood would have helped. Christian Wood would at least put Anthony Davis in a position where he could be that free-roaming center like he was in the Nuggets series and at times defended really well. Uh, the Lakers lost to the Nuggets, I think, because the Nuggets were, ended, were in the end too deep. Bruce Brown was playing out of his mind. KCP was playing out of his mind. Uh, you know, the Nuggets have lost Bruce Brown. KCP is going to be another year older. So I'm not as concerned about all that. But now that Christian Wood is signed, and I was against the idea of Bismack Biombo just because I'm not interested in the idea of a six foot nine center. I don't care how good he is at blocking shots. But now that Christian Wood is signed, now I'm kind of okay with the idea of Bismack Biombo as another option. See, because now you would be in a position to where at guard, you've got options in Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, Gabe Vincent, Max Christie, Jalen hood Shafina. At forward, you've got options in Jared Van- in LeBron James, Jared Vanderbilt, Actually, I should have thrown Demoy Hodge into that mix for guards. At forward, you've got LeBron James, Jared Vanderbilt, Cam Reddish, Ruby Hachimura, Torian Prince, to some extent Anthony Davis, Maxwell Lewis, Alex Fudge, to some extent Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes, to some extent. Center, you've got options. Jackson Hayes, Anthony Davis, Colin Castleton, Jared Vanderbilt, LeBron James. So there's so many options at 
each of the three positions, guard, forward, center, with an extra roster spot. Now I'm in a position where I definitely don't mind an undersized center, which is what Wenyan Gabriel was last year. Now Wenyan had his moments. Wenyan was okay at most things. He wasn't a great shooter. He was a good rebounder. Not a great shot blocker. Bismack Biombo, fantastic shot blocker. Great rebounder. Not a great shooter. But I think Bismack brings a specific skill set to the table that really nobody else on this roster has except for Anthony Davis and and maybe Jackson Hayes. So now I'd be okay with a, with a Bismack Biombo, but the Lakers are in a position where they can wait because I don't think anybody expected Reggie Bullock to be available by buyout, and though he ended up not choosing the Lakers, buyout season's coming. And if not now, then in February. So there will be options. Not to mention the fact that if you do want that caliber of center, you know, Bismack is out there. So is Dwight Howard. So is DeMarcus Cousins. There are options abound in every position. Other free agents that are out there, you've got RJ Hampton, who I'm extremely intrigued by. Didn't have a great career in Orlando. I think, given again, he's a he's a guy that I think needs the right situation. Now, in this situation, he would have to fight for minutes. But I'm intrigued nonetheless. Uh, Hamadou Diallo, another guy, super athletic, decent shooter, very young, intriguing. <laughs> There's lots of options around. Miami Heat could end up buying out Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry hasn't lit the world on fire the last couple of years, but he's a playoff gamer. He was great for the Miami Heat in the playoffs. He's got that potential. I'm just overall way, way excited about this upcoming season. I really hope you guys are too. Hit me and Ethan up on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Me on me at JCDeLeon1, Ethan at Ethan underscore Noroff. Hit the show up at those same addresses. Uh, man, I can't wait to be back. I can't wait to see this team in action. I hope you guys are excited. Let's have a good regular season for once. Until next time, we're out. Thank you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.